Kingston Town can't win. He got checked, the champ. It's going to get desperate. But a champion becomes a legend. From, from, from the card leave in the pool. Eight holes months ago. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. But out the bush, it is 15, lands clear. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me, pinky thread at the eye of the needle. Can he stay up? He'd stay till closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy has to pull the whip. Welcome to the Racing and Sports in the Office preview podcast. No Adam Blenko with us today, so Nathan and I might actually get a word in. But, well, we're going to get a word in and not get clipped, which will be nice. The final group one of the season, the Tats Tiara at Eagle Farm. Doesn't bring a close to the winter carnival, Nathan, but a nice crescendo, I think. Yeah, it does. We hit to Caloundra next week, which does round it out and then things start to head further north from there but um, it is a, it's a good meeting it's good depth this meeting you know have Ipswich last week which is a real party uh, feel about it but the, there's a good sprinkling of quality horses it's not the best tiara we've ever seen but it's a great betting race similar to the Stradbroke and support card you know the staying races they need to look at that they split you know they've added a staying race which there's just there's, there's not enough horses to go around to be adding extra staying races to the mix. That used to be a listed mile for all comers and it changed to a, a Phillies and Mares. That just depletes the Tats Cup. But still, I think the Healy's a good race. The, the two-year-olds come up enormous, uh, Simon. Um, good depth there with Johnny Rocker and those coming through the Stroll race. Um, and hopefully some other winners there as well. So looking forward very much to the meeting. Yeah, it's one of those meetings you only have to really find a few winners and you should be in front. Like, there's a bit of depth to it. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, you know, you, we'll get to it in, in a minute, but those staying races, you want to be chiming into the shorts without uh, those ones there. So I've shopped around most of the day and, you know, I know firstly myself, I need to find a couple of winners to be in front. Yeah, you mentioned the Tats Gold Crown. That was the biggest headache race setting it up for the... <laughs> Your poor statistical gurus, uh, the great Wayno. He would have been having apoplexy about that. He was, and it was a solid handball from Blanks too. <laughs> he said, oh, Simo, you're right, you're right to look after that stuff for the transcription service. I said, yeah, it should be pretty straightforward. No doubt you've linked all these races previously. So, you know, sometimes we have a few years missing, but away from that, it's pretty straightforward. And then the Tasco crown comes up. <laughs> What the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, it's, the, it's not really representative of the race that it once was, but uh, hey, switch it around and there you go. <laughs> Happy to um, see it being run because if I did all that work and it somehow got caught off, I'd have been sick. But you mentioned our intrigue, seventy. We won't come back to this race, but Elusive Jewels, I'm not going to say been one of mine, but she's, I've been on her a few times this prep. Steps up in trip, Q Bowman goes on. Can she beat the favourite? Have to back it, don't you? Mm. Um, it's a two-horse race. You're getting $5 about her. Look, I, our intrigue, I tumbled into her last week thinking it was just her race, but is she just that type of man? She just runs a good race no matter who's around her. If it's a good one, she'll, she'll eyeball the good one and get beaten by it. If it's an average one, she'll get beaten by it as well. Oh, I, I'm happy to back Elusive Jewel in that race. I think she's going really well. She was good first up, and then she just, Toiled away, I suppose, uh, at those 1,500, 1,600 metre races. I know she went to the 2,000 once before, but 
this won't be a, a hard run 2150 by any stretch and I'm just hoping that she might have zippier legs than, than Alan Trigg. So I'm playing there. I'm hoping you're going to double up and give me some support there. Yeah, no disrespect to Amy McLucas, but that is a massive, massive jockey switch Hugh Bowman going on. So that's enough for me to have a bet anyway. And <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you touched on there's not a lot between them. On our numbers, there's a little bit, but not enough to mirror what the current market is doing. You touched on a two-horse race, so she looked to have had a chance. She just keeps bumping into one this time in elusive mm. jewel. But I think if you've been mm. with her, you know, we're not asked to take, you know, short odds on the weekend. No. And there is a chance getting out to a trip, John Thompson. And, yeah, when Bowman rides for Johnny Thompson, their strike rate's unreal. I think close to 20% from 150 runners. So it's a, it is a key switch and enough for me to get involved. The Group 1 Tats Tiara, I found it very interesting race in terms of the favourites. If Snap mm-hmm. if Snap dances trained by anyone else, she's an absolute pen. Pen job. Like, Can you just explain that to me while you're so bullish on that, that um, fact that you put the pen through her? So there's, I reckon I've got multiple, multiple, <laughs> multiple holes in Snap Dancer <laughs> coming into this. <laughs> So, looking at her form and her record, she has to be a query, I think, at 1,400. She won yes. second up 1,300 at the Gold Coast, but she only beat Volpine there. And when we last saw her at 1,400 at Flemington, raced on speed and, you know, was taken care of quite comfortably. She's obviously a lot better than what we saw that mm. day at Flemington. But 49 days up to 1,400, she's had a trial Drawn 21, Ethan Brown got it so right at Morphable last start. She was $17 there. Now she's $6 off a terrible setup. And they're all going to be watching her from that draw. I just... Mara and Eustace are breaking the rules. They are. So that's why, you know, any other stable would put the pen straight through her. Not saying they can't do it off 49 days. Like, obviously, the filly and the slipper ran so well, which... Most people would have put the pen through her as well. But yeah. I think there's enough there to suggest the 1,400 wide draw, you know, you can get a beat. And there'll be no place for the faint-hearted up the front there. You've got Vangelic who will be rolling forward. Anna Visto has to roll forward, then Snap Dancer, and then Shout the Bar's hardly going to let them get away with uh, uh, murder in front either. So, you know, I think it's genuinely run. Mm. And the thing... Generally, always want to be against horses when the jockeys get it so right. Like Ethan Brown has absolutely mm-hmm. flushed it. Like he's rated us so well in front there, and to do it again is pretty unlikely. And to do it up in trip is even more unlikely. And to do it off mm-hmm. forty nine days is even more unlikely. So for me, it's just negatives everywhere. The only positive mm-hmm. is she does bring the best last start figure. So you could say, you know, she is the best performed in the field. Mm-hmm. But that's all you're holding. Yes. All right, well, you've done a good job getting rid of her. What are we doing then with the other one that's battling for favouritism, Anna Vista? Because the last start says, yes, the two trials up here say query. Yeah, she was a mental health bet for me. <laughs> I've had to back you have many bit. of those? Yeah, I have a few. So a mental health bet is basically you back a horse because you'll be so sick if they win. 
And Anavisto yeah. for me is that on the weekend. So I've, I backed it blind pretty much, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. And then this morning I watched the trials and I'm like, oh, well, that ticket's confetti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I mean, not big boffins for history, you guys, but 12 or 14 winners of this race since it went to Group 1 came off either the Stradbroke or the Dane River. So the blueprint's pretty well written as to what you need to be doing. And here we are with the two favourites coming off 49 days, 77 days, and Chandler Bars in the, in, the, in the market as well at 70 days since its last race. So it's a, it's set up to be a different type of tiara this year. Um, but I, I have to be against her off the trials, Ana Visto. Um she was good in that Sydney race. That's a, I assume that's her career peak number. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but that was the day that it was absolutely bottomless. And the race where you had established wet trackers like Colette sort of not going a yard in it. And so I'm just, I wonder about the, the, the genuineness of that form and whether I could assess her on that or whether her real level is more like what she did previously in the group two at Newcastle. Mm. They're very smart, stable. And it doesn't take a lot of time to work out what they're thinking and what they're doing. So she is a fresh mm. monster. And that performance first up at Flemington on yep. out was her best performance to date. So we just had yep. that rated higher than the performance behind Nimalee. Mm-hmm. Fresh 1400 career peak first up. So you can see why they've targeted the race. Yep. But yeah, I agree with you that I would expect a horse of her talent to be able to trial better than proper rogue. You don't want to get too bogged down with trials. You want to trust a stable, but yeah. in terms of just giving yourself that little bit of extra confidence, I didn't get it from that trial. No, no. Uh, having given you that statistical thing with Stradbroke and Dane Ripper, I don't like either of those races this year either. I don't think Brooklyn Hustle or Star Tontes are rated well enough in the Stradbroke mm. to be where they are in the market here. Um, Brooklyn Hustle's still some query at 1,400 for mine, even though she's run on there. She runs on the end of everything. And Star Tonos, I don't think, is going as well in Brisbane as she was in um, in Sydney. Then we get to the Dane Ripper, which is run by Palaya Pan. Great story, but the, the fact that she's been able to win that off a midweek defeat at a mile says that it's not the strongest Dane Ripper we've ever seen. So I, I then have to look further afield than those two races as well. Yeah, so where are you going? <laughs> I am with the mile race on uh, was it Oaks Day. So Nudge won that race last year. I think it was the Magic Millions National Classic. New race introduced. So you didn't have to change the history around it. It was a new race. And she won it last year and ran second in this race behind Tefani. Now, no Tefani's here this year. This year, the race was run at an absolute walk and won by Hiku in in producing a really outstanding closing split, which is what you'd expect off off such a, a poor tempo. But it says to me she's in good shape and back to something like, you know, I thought she looked a real emerging horse when she won that Carbine Club so impressively last year. She didn't quite go on with it, but back in the spring, she's been less than three lengths in the Empire Rose from an impossible position. I think she just that run says she's back in the game now. And I, I see her getting a nice run, possibly just a shade worse than midfield here, but behind a good tempo. And I think she, the fact she can produce that big sectional, I'm happy to be on her at that $11, $12 quote. So she's the one for me. I, I'm, I think history repeat in that 
she comes through the same race as Nudge. She's in just as good a form. But I don't think that there's one in the class of Tefani that's going to spoil the party. So Stable have a fantastic record in the race. Jockey's had a good carnival. I think she's the right horse, and I'm happy to play her at the odds. Yeah, and do like finding Chris Waller back in trip in grand finals. Do you? That's, that's something I hadn't sort of considered. So happy for you to add that. But you know, just there was something about that win that – you know, they've all raced well. Well, I had the first four. Nudge was good, sitting sort of outside the lead where she's sort of unaccustomed to being. Looks pretty ugly set up for her. She'll be near last, you'd think, from 19. Mm. tissue I think, is a level below that pair. She ran well, but I you know, Kiku put a little margin on at the, end, at the end in a real sprint home, so I think she's in really good shape. Yep, no knock from me. I think we've touched on the ones at the top of the market. Away game. 17, she always runs well, but often finds one better. She's That's become the story of her life now. And, and 1,400, she, she, she got the, the greatest run of all time in that Magic Millions Guineas um, January 21. I know it was 1-2 came from second last and last, so maybe you could be forgiving there, but she ended up being beaten two and a half lengths. She then went to the Forbidden Love race and was soundly beaten there. I, uh, you know, she's an Oakley Plate place getter. I'm not sure she's a 1400 meter horse, particularly from Gate 17. Yeah, that's. I would agree with that. Yeah, I think finding Chris Waller in Grand Finals is generally something you want to do. And if we are mm. a little pox on, you know, certainly the first three in the market, you know, you can swing your market in your favour certainly. Yeah, one whole mention that I never thought I would. Written Beauty, I know that 1400 is a monster um, a monster query, but she's going really well. She's been set big tasks the last couple. $34, I'm having a ticket on her. Um, you know, she's entitled to be odds because the, the, the trip is a query, but I just like the way she's going at the, the track. There's no convictions there, really, 1,400 metres, so there's nothing to say she won't race well. Jock's had a good carnival. He's held his own against the Southerners. And this track can play differently tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see what happens by this stage. Um, this meeting last year, remember, they were all wanting to get to the outside fence. Um, I think the track's different now and it won't be as exaggerated, but interesting to see whether it's such a disadvantage to be wide in the run. Well, we'll have an established pattern, you'd assume, by then. Yes, so. yes. Very intriguing. The start of the race for me is the most important, what Ethan Brown mm. does on Snap Dancer. Mm. Well, what, yeah. he doesn't have too many options, does he? No, it just depends how <laughs> how much he... Because, yeah, niggle at, niggle at 14, I reckon that's got to be in the back of his mind. So if he's mm. getting caught in a speed ballot, I don't reckon he's going to want to go on with it. So then she no. yeah, caught out on a limb. And then if we're right about Anavisto's trials, the first and second favourite could have none after 200 metres. We didn't mention Shout the Bar. I sort of was negative on her because I think all her form, you know, since she became a top-level horse is 1,600 or further. Yeah. The only time we saw her on a good track last time in, she gave him a galloping lesson at the Valley, went on speed. So mm. I guess the one thing in her favour, you know she's good enough, whereas yes. I reckon a majority of the field you could pen because they're not. So that is, yes. that is certainly in her favour and I'm not going to knock anything from that stable. That goes no. forward. But, yeah, I agree. I think 14 probably a bit short yeah, of a best. fast enough for it, yeah. Yeah, that's the niggle. Mm. But 
talent wise, no. So yeah, an intriguing Tatsiara, as yeah. you mentioned. No Tafane this yeah. year, but still a good race and a good betting race and no doubt plenty of opinions. The last race, I think one of the races of the day. Yes. King of Sparta, I think you're either with him or you're against him. And if you're against him, yeah, there's a bit of value to be had. Yeah, like, I think you found him in the Magic Minions Guineas, didn't you? You were keen on him there and he was spectacular to the eye. Um, I just think he comes up really short here in a, in a better race than what he's taken on. You can go back to the start of the season and say, oh, well, he was competitive with you know, home affairs. If, if three lengths is competitive, he was certainly competitive with Paul Laley. And then we heard that he was a better horse in the summer. But the Magic Millions Guineas has had no form come out of it. And then he went to Sydney and was blown off the park by Lost and Running and overpass I think what was the excuse offered there uh, distance which didn't help well, that's distance he's at today um, and on your ratings it says he, he's there the trials have been okay I just think he's terribly short in the market against some pretty seasoned older sprinters yeah and seasoned older sprinters that are fit or you know mm-hmm. up and running and ready to rumble not easy to produce a horse He's going to have to run a peak, I think, to win, which is not easy to do. And you'd have to say he's a little shaky on those numbers as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm not exactly – I'm not sold. I would certainly not take $3 about him. So he's just not going to be a betting proposition for me. And dirty get-back sprinter from an inside draw. Um. I mean, I'm going to tip one that he's doing the same thing, but <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's five times the price. Um, you are loyal to this, Gordon. I assume he owes you nothing given the, the, the first up win at Gosford. Yeah, perfect. And I was confident that day at Gosford and obviously got a result out of him. And then his last two starts, I sort of knew my fate at the start. So it was all pretty easy for me. I knew what was going to happen and... Only beaten, you know, length and a half and two lengths his last two starts and really had no chance from the start. And now finally yeah. draws inside. Mm. And you can make a case the BRC Sprinty should have finished closer there. And that's the race Alligator Blood came through. So it's pretty solid form for a race like this. The Rangers one run, as you said, he just had no hope from where he was back in the field. So you're obviously hoping he's going to be a couple of pairs closer this time. Yeah, he's not the best beginner. Blondo, so Jimmy Orman's got his work cut out for him there, but he did ride him last start, so I always like to see that. So he's had a feel of the horse, and mm. the Waller stable, one thing, if predictable, is that if they draw inside, they use it. So using it for Blondo doesn't mean he's going to be on speed, but I think he'll be midfield, which I think is enough of a turnaround to suggest he can win, and he's almost double the price he was last start. I don't think this is any harder than last start. And I think he's more likely than what he was last start is he's actually going to get a chance to be put into the race. Will not be last. Yeah. Yeah. I am going to side with the local here in shooting for gold. They would have been disgusted when they saw the barrier come out for him. He bombed the start last time. I was stunned at the price he was in that Morton Cup. Like, I thought he had no hope in that race. Just zero. He was horribly placed at the set weights and penalties. Yet he's he's run enormous after after bombing the start. He's been beaten one point four. Run on from the back um, with Kamantari. 
Um, Wonder Bar was good in that race as well. Baller too good there. I think he has to turn the tables on Baller at the weights this time. I think 60 kilos is really up where it hurts for Baller. This guy's now in a handicap where he's properly weighted, but he draws horrifically. So I'm not sure how many races I've tipped William Pike to win tomorrow, but it's multiple, and I'm hoping he's got a head full of confidence up when he gets to this race and, and puts this guy in the right spot. He doesn't need to be last. as a horse can win 1,000-metre races. So whether they roll the dice and, and roll forward a little bit and hope to get in with you – know, there, there is reasonable speed. Grey Worm and Prime Candidate roll forward. Rangers holds his spot. Um, so whether they just roll forward and try and be in front of a few or just totally concede, I guess that depends on what the track's doing by this stage. If it's mad outside rail, they'll just hold him up and have the last crack at them. But I think the Morton Cup run showed he's good enough in a race where he wasn't well-placed, now in a race where he is well-placed. I think he gets his chance. He He's he's going well enough, this horse. The, the heavy track run at the Gold Coast, complete forgive the other two this time around, good runs. So and shrewd stable. So that's where I'm I'm diving. I think Rangers is a ridiculous price at, at um, getting out to $15, now in some places. He did nothing wrong winning a similar race to this last time he gets a gun run on speed. So those two for me, and you, you've, you've talked me into having a, a ticket on Blondo as well. Yeah, have, have a little something on the dirty Blondo. Because, I'll um, do that. Yeah, I think he, for me, the horse is flying. And I'd say he's more likely than what he was last start. So presents a bit of value there. And you mentioned Pike on shooting for gold. That's a huge switch because Kieran McAvoy, he would admit, is riding very poorly for his standards. So that is a, another plus for shooting for gold there. So I think hopefully a bit of value to be had at the back end of the card. We're sort of happy to take on those at the top of the market in the last two features and hopefully we get a reward out of it. You mentioned the two-year-old race earlier. Looks a great mm-hmm. race. Who yes. did you have favourite though? I thought Johnny Rocker would be a lot shorter after doing the race and then looking at the market. I was surprised that $6 was was put up there. Um, but there's just this big part of me that's, that's telling me that he's going to look the winner of the 200 and it's going to get ugly in the last 100. So I'm, I'm interested in, in your thoughts on this I thought it was a big number he posted there last time in, in beating horses that come through the size that had raced well enough in the size. So I think the, the form's good out of the race. He put them away at the top of the straight. That's 1,300. He was going 1,000 to 1,300 there, which 1,000 poly debut to a 1,300 stakes race. Go through the annals and try and find... Many to replicate that. So I think he's well above average, but there's just this sticking point with me that says... He's going to get run over at the end. You mentioned the setup. 20s was probably unders. I, when, I, when he won it, I looked up and thought, Christ, what price is this? And I was surprised that it was only, only $20. But he had galloped well against an older stablemate through the week on the course proper. Um, he drew out, which dented Barry Lockwood's confidence to some degree. But clearly there's people out there who knew that this horse was pretty sharp of what he did off the debut, but obviously how he'd improved since on the track. Mm, it does look to be, I reckon you can be a bit tighter towards those at the head of the market. I would sort mm-hmm. of, Johnny Rocker and Stroll will be the two for me. Yeah. And the other one they're trying to make a case for is Chase and Artie, the seven. Um, draws ugly, 
should have finished a touch closer to political bait, uh, political debate, and um, and Adams Kiwi horse in that race, and the form stacked up well enough in the JJ, but yeah, the barrier looks sticky for me for Chase and Artie. So Stroll's one that I've always had on side this preparation, and she did a great job to win last time, and she may well just absolutely relish the fourteen hundred. Yeah, I just love Pike inside draw as well. He's, right. he's the best from inside. So I think, yeah, they would be, if you're concerned Johnny Rock at that last 100, I'd be backing Stroll. Chase and Artie for us doesn't have the numbers while unlucky yep. behind political debate. It's a bigger step to get to Stroll and Johnny Rocker, and that's assuming they don't improve. Um, yes. If they do improve, it's an even bigger gap. And then you've got Metallicity in there who is single figures, lol. I see someone saying he was unlucky last time. I, I watched it a couple of times to try and find where. He might have finished a little bit closer, but it wasn't like he was <laughs> savaging the line. There was others out wider that were going past him at the end. Mm. He would be a very frustrating horse, no doubt, for the trainers mm. and connections, Melicity, but I think he's unlucky in the sense he doesn't have as much talent as his opposition would be the way I looked at his last start. Johnny Rocker was there to be beaten and, yeah. Not for me. So I think, yeah, I would have the two at the top. I'd have Stroll and Johnny Rocker a lot shorter. I would. They'd be the yep. two. I'd just be, if you want to just back both of them and have the leader and have the sweeper. So well, straightforward. Yeah, that's good. We're the, on the same page again. This is good. Yeah, this is. This so is, good without Adam, isn't it? I um, <laughs> just don't have someone ruining a good conversation. I know. We don't need the cold water. Just uh, no, let, let us assume we're going to back the card. What's, what's the problem? That's right. That's uh, right. That's right. Speaking of Adam, no doubt he would have got his teeth into this Battle of the Bush final uh, race five here and, and spent hours trying to, to sort out the form. Um, how, how reliable are the, the RNS numbers on uh, tracks like uh, Mount Isa, Nanango, Mooney, Chinchilla, Roma, St George, Home Hill? Can we trust those, those racing and sports numbers for, for this particular race? Well, I'd like to say yes. <laughs> but uh, that is my learned colleague who... Does those numbers? Does it? And, and, so, uh, what is what is his numbers telling you about this race? Then? Well, I'm looking at it, and the one that jumps off the page is I want to see. Is that how you say it? The th- number three. Well, I've never heard. I've seen this horse race so many times, and I've never heard someone say that. But it makes so much sense now that you say. It. I always thought Awanichi. Awanichi. But your your pronunciation sounds much more <laughs> likable and <laughs> believable. Well, I just went for the easier version. Um, yeah. But he, on our numbers, jumps off the page. Um, right. Off that run at Rockhampton. Oh, uh, the Rockhampton Rock, run. Rockhampton, the open there. Carried okay. the big weight behind Moakal Chief. Beaten up yes. two lengths. Yeah, that's the one, that's the number for us that jumps off the page. But again, I can't speak for these numbers because they're Adams. And uh, I'm not claiming ownership. But if it wins... Right. I will claim ownership. <laughs> yes, yes. And if and he gets rolled, we'll, we'll hold him responsible. Exactly. It's This is the favourite part of the job. Have you Good got spectacle any, that race. They, yeah. No, I've got no opinion there. No um, opinion. They'll go a million miles an hour, but... Uh, from a journalistic point of view, there's always a good story come, comes out of it. And, and it's, it's to be honest, it's the best atmosphere of the day, that race um, on track, better than the Group 1 because there's big teams of people that come with these horses and um, supporters and friends and so much excitement for when, uh, you know, it's up to $200,000 now, this, this this final, and these are horses that are, you know, racing around for sort of, you know, nine, ten, eleven thousand dollars 11000 most 
other Saturdays of the year. So it's a, it's a monstrous um, pay packet for, for those who are successful. Yeah, and you love to see it. And have to say, Eagle Farm, fantastic on-course setup. Was there for Stradbroke and hadn't been before and the mm. mounting yard out the back, everything's close. I thought it was fantastic. Yep. And, yeah, you can imagine when you've got such a large field and all the ownership, there definitely would be a serious buzz around. So certainly we'll be yep. tuning in to see how fast they go. The final split may, may not um, be too flash, but but early on it'll be on for young old. Yeah, I'd say they'll overdo it a touch. I mean, do you? What is the history? Is it swoopers or do they fall in a heap? What horses do you actually look for generally? They tend to, but it depends. You, you know, you, you get a sprinkling here of country jockeys, and then the absolute A graders as well, which which creates uh, even more interest. But um, generally, patience can be a, a good a good ingredient to uh, success in these races. For sure. The, do you have any other races on the card that you want to highlight? Well, the Tats Cup, um, I am interested in your thoughts here, race four. We've got a $2.20 favourite that hasn't won a race for almost four years, Esty Feeney. Face value, the, the runs just look like it wins uh, this race based on getting stuck wide in the Doom and Cup at this track and then good effort in the Q22 last time when Rob acted inside and, and hit the fence and just put him off balance a little bit. But it doesn't sit well with me, um, that type of price, given the, the length of time between wins. And I'm, I'm keen to be with uh, W Pike again here, London Banker. He comes through the same race. I didn't think he was given much hope in the Q22, just get kept getting shuffled further and further back. And, you know, it was a race where on speed really dominated. So those back in the field didn't have a whole lot of uh, hope. You know, Maximal was the, the best of them coming from, from well back. But, I mean, Huetor, the Doom and Cup winner, didn't do an awful lot better than what London Bank did there. And prior, over the 2,400 metres, he was beaten less than a length by Splendiferous and Sweet Thomas. That form all ties in for a race like this. From gate four on a small field, I think he'd be much closer. And given that his recent wins are much closer than uh, what Esty Fiends is, I'm happy to back London Banker to beat the favourite there. Yeah, you'd have to find, surely... In a day's racing across the country, there's better five to four chances than Estefany has to be. You would hope, you would think so. You know, look, credit to them, they've got this horse going really well, but you would like to see him find the line. Mm. And certainly out of, we gave Nash the Taylor Penrith Award for his ride on Maximal in the Q22. If you were back in the field, you had no chance. So London Banker's performance under the circumstances was probably a lot better than what it appeared on paper. Yeah, not a that's the way I see it. Mm, not a race. I uh, twenty five hundred meters favorites five four hasn't won seven hundred days. Usually, that's like, well, let's find a winning here, but not for me. So not for you. I don't. Not for me, but I can I'll, see your case. And yeah, if you're trying to get a favorite beat at Eagle Farm tomorrow, surely it's at the top of the list. Yeah, well, you've got some really short ones early on. Uncommon James is short first up for fifty four weeks, but I'm not potting him any way, shape, or form. He's a, he's a good horse, and he's trialed like a good horse. Um, but I am surprised at how short he was. Then, then you get to our intrigue at a dollar seventy, and Estefani two dollars twenty, and then rounded out with King of Sparta, who's sub three dollars in some markets as well. So there's a, there's a few there that I think the old fashioned bookmakers would have sort of been lining up and say, All right, let's um, let's go and line the pockets. Let's fill the bag. 
the best bet for you tomorrow? I think Kiku's a really good gamble. Like eleven, thirteen dollars. I'm sure she'll run on strongly. So, you know, I think I've named Uncommon James, but <laughs> as I just outlined, but the price doesn't appeal to me. But Kiku, I would make the the one that I'd have a very good result on. Very, very good. Well, thanks uh, for joining us today, Nathan, and also joining us all the way through the Brisbane Winter Carnival. I think certainly provided enough winners, if especially the Stradbroke mm. Day. So I think it's been a <laughs> been a profitable carnival. Yeah, it's been fun too. I really enjoyed um, jousting with uh, with uh, you and Adam, and um, look forward to getting a cameo call up again at some time in the in the future. Yeah, mate, for sure. We'll definitely do that, and the care package is on the way from Racing and Sports. <laughs> Very good. As long as I get a signature from Gary on it to personalised um, gift, that that would be great. Yeah, I believe Adam said he's going to send you a signed autograph photo and one of his trademark Adam Blanco mugs, which are now in production. Well, that's what he told me. Right. I'll, I'll, so I'll, keep I'll an treasure eye out. that. I'll treasure <laughs> that. It'll be a good mug to put my pens in. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Nathan. Enjoy right, the weekend. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye.